What's up, people? What's going on? A lot's going on. Yeah, a whole lot's going on out here, bro. Man, a whole lot's going on out here. Uh, you know, the war continues. Uh, the war is, I guess, wrapping up. You know, Israel is uh, going after, well, it seems as though Hezbollah is about to enter the, enter the fray. Speculation, not, you know, no, no confirmation on that. But it seems like it. Because, uh, you know, there's been, um, I, I think Israel struck some locations in Lebanon you know, which is, uh, which I think fired off some rockets, so that made them a, a target or whatever the case is. Because I guess, you know, according to international uh, rules of engagement, if, 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 if arms are fired from your territory, and you are unable to control it then whoever it's being fired on has a legitimate right to respond within your territory you know what i'm saying so if somebody threw a somebody threw an egg if one of your kids threw an egg at somebody on halloween <laughs> you know what i'm saying and, and use the parent don't come out and slap the kid in his face i'm sorry and you know whoever got the right to go up and punch a kid in the face a little extreme but you know you know how some of these mischievous kids are I was one of them myself shh don't tell nobody our little secret but um yeah it's it's uh it's ramping up and uh it's getting it's getting thick <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely getting thick out here. Um, thicker than a snicker. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm just like like what what story do I tackle first? You know what I mean? Like, what story do I tackle first? You know what? We're gonna tackle the story that started this whole thing off. You know what I mean? And shout out to Realness About Things podcast, bro. Like, I mean, we couldn't be more on point with it. I mean, don't be mad. Don't be mad. Don't be mad. Don't be mad. <laughs> because this is an international podcast. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of podcasters out there, they got podcasters. They doing big numbers. But they local. You know what I'm saying? Um... You know, they local and they big. Uh, I'm sure they got more registered listeners than me that they see. But this this podcast here, this podcast is international, bro. <laughs> this podcast is international. This podcast shifts the mood out here. You know what I mean? And as much as Spotify or whoever... Is trying to make it seem like, you know, 
or some small podcast. They know better. It's probably it's probably the Zionists. <laughs> it's probably the Zionists up in up in Spotify trying to like you know because you know the Zionists they love to think that they can value and devalue people as they please. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you you ain't worth nothing unless the Zionists say you're worth something. Like please, get the, the f out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. They like doing shit like that. But um yeah, look at look at look at uh look at Trump stuff. You know what I mean? You got all them hating Zionist Democrats trying to uh devalue the man's properties like because they probably got buyers in the wait. You know what I mean? It's like it's all about it's all about stealing people's shit. You know what I believe? I believe um I believe these Zionists came up with a lot of shit, you know, to just steal people's to ruin people's finances and steal people's properties. You know what I mean? Yeah, they come up with shit to you know, ruin your finances so you can't pay for your property and then they come steal your property. You know what I mean? Or they devalue your shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, you know, they 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 known for that shit. But, um... We hit... Yeah, we hit Realness About Things podcast. We hitting them hard out here, bro. We are hitting them hard out here. And they know... We just we just making it happen. Yeah, we are just making it happen out here, and um, they don't like the fact that we're making it happen. So we got a bombshell report coming up. I mean, bombshell. I mean, I think I ain't think that. Uh, I didn't think that shit was going to be like that, but man, shout out to me for basically, you know, calling it better than anyone else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No other news organization. Once again, we are, we are the first, you know what I'm saying? We are primary out here. And I think that's why they be hating. You know, <laughs> yeah, cause uh, this is a big story, and um, we gotta we gotta put it out there. This is a huge story, and um, we need to have this story. Put on the forefront. Why? Because your boy Yeah, because your boy really uh Man, look at the yo, yo, 
man, you don't, why would you want to fight the Israeli army? Huh? Why would you want to fight the Israeli army? You got all these sexy chicks out there, bro. Listen. They got all these, uh. Yeah, they look good on the outside, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? They probably some really messed up chicks on the inside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. We have a big we have some big stories that we're about to speak on. So there's another there's one story here. Where uh, we have uh, we have so this is from the uh, the electronic antifada. So it says Israeli forces shot their own civilians. Kibbutz survivor says, "Wow." So Yasmin Porat, a survivor of the bloodshed at Kibbutz. Near the boundary with the uh, with Gaza, says many Israeli civilians were killed by Israeli forces. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa! That is huge, bro. What is what? What the hell? So, an Israeli woman. Let that <laughs> that has to be noted. An Israeli woman who survived the Hamas assault on settlements near the Gaza boundary on October 7th says Israeli civilians were undoubtedly killed by their own security forces whoa huh. that is huge because then folks can blame folks for stuff when you have you know people within you know you have Israelis who are blaming you know Israeli forces for killing israeli civilians whoa this is huge bro this is huge so she goes on to say it happened when israeli forces engaged in a fierce gun battle with palestinian fighters in kibbutz bear and fired indiscriminately at both fighters and their israeli prisoners wow so basically she's saying that uh you know, Israeli forces engaged in a uh, firefight uh, in kibbutz and uh, indiscriminately fired on everything. Uh, Israeli prisoners, Palestinian um, forces. They saying that, uh, yeah. Then she goes on to say, they eliminated everyone, including the hostages. Wow. So basically, Israeli forces, according to this girl here, are, are the ones who killed the hostages in kibbutz. She said, they eliminated everyone, including the hostages, she told Israeli radio. There was very, very heavy crossfire, even tank shelling. The woman, 44-year-old mother of three, Yasmin Parat, 
said that prior to that, she and other civilians had been held by Palestinians for several hours and treated humanely. Let's note that. She had fled the nearby Nova Rave. A recording of her interview from the radio program Habakkar Hazeh, hosted by Are Golan on state broadcasting Khan, has been circulating on social media. The interview has been translated by the electronic intifada. In you can listen to it in English subtitles in this video at the bottom. Okay. Notably, the interview is not included in the online version of the Habakkar Hazer for October 15th, the episode in which apparently aired. It may have well have been censured due to its explosive nature. Parat, who is from Kabri, a settlement near the Lebanese border, undoubtedly experienced terrible things and saw many non-combatants killed. Her own partner, Tal Katz, is among the dead. However, her account undermines Israeli's official story of the deliberate wanton murder by the Palestinian fighters. Although it no longer appears on the Khan website, there can be little doubt about recordings about the recording's authenticity. At least one Hebrew language account posted part of the interview on Twitter, now officially called X, and accused Khan of functioning as media in the service of Hamas. <laughs> so, so that's crazy. So basically. So it's like they're basically saying, you know, even though there's reports here that Israeli forces killed Israeli civilians, don't say nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't say nothing about it. Let's, you know, if if Israeli forces killed Israeli citizens, then let's blame it on Hamas. That's basically what what uh, what 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 they're basically saying here. Parat also gave her account to the Israeli newspaper Mariv. However, the Mariv story published on October 9th makes no specific mention of civilians being killed by Israeli forces. Damn, everybody's suppressing the story. And in a half-hour interview with Israeli Channel 12 on Thursday, Parat speaks of intense gunfire after Israeli forces arrive. Parat herself received a bullet in the thigh. Treated humanely. Not only does Parat tell Khan that Israelis were killed in the heavy counterattack by Israeli security forces, but she says she and other captive civilians were treated by the Palestinian fighters. Parat had been attending the Nova Rave when the Hamas assault began with missiles and, and uh, motorized paragliders. She and her partner Tal escaped by car to nearby kibbutz where many of the events she described in her media interviews took place. According to Parat, speaking to Mariv, she and Katz initially sought refuge in the house of a couple called Adi and Hadas Dagan. After the Palestinian fighters found them, they were all taken to another house where eight people were already being held captive and one person was dead. Parat said that the wife of the dead man told us that when they Hamas fighters tried to enter 
the guy tried to prevent them from entering and grabbed the door. They shot at the door and he was killed. They did not execute them. They did not abuse us. They treated us very humanely, Parade explained to a surprise Golan in Cannes radio interview. By that I mean they guard us, she said. They gave us something to drink here and there. When they see we were nervous, they calm us down. It was very frightening, but no one treated us violently. Luckily, nothing happened to me like what I heard in the media. Wow. So basically, she's saying that everything the media is saying is a bunch of overblown, exaggerated, um, narrative-themed reports in order to push a narrative that's not really there. This is explosive, bro. So she's like, they were very humane toward us, Parat said in her Channel 12 interview. She recalled that one Palestinian fighter who spoke Hebrew told me, look at me well. We're not going to kill you. We want to take you to Gaza. We're not going to kill you. So be calm. You're not going to die. This is what he told me in those words. I was calm because I knew nothing would happen to me, she, she added. They told us that we would not die, that they wanted to take us to Gaza, and that the next day they would return us to the border, Parato Mariv. In Channel 12 interview, Parat elaborates that although the Palestinian fighters all had loaded weapons, she never saw them shoot captives or threaten them with their guns. In addition to providing the captives with drinking water, she said the fighters let them go outside to the lawn because it was hot, especially as the electricity was cut. Wow. Young and scared. About eight hours after the start of the Hamas attack and about a half an hour after Parat's call to the police, Israeli forces arrived and chaos ensued, Parat told Khan. At first, there was no security force, force with us. Parat recalled noting that her first call to the Israeli police went unanswered. We were the ones who called the police together with abductors because the abductors wanted the police to arrive because their objective was to kidnap us to Gaza. They understand that soldiers will not kill hostages. So they want to come out with us alive and for the police to permit it, Parat told Channel 12 News. Though the Israeli captors numbered only a dozen, Parat was instructed to tell Israeli police that 40 of them were being held by the Hamas fighters who themselves numbered between 40 and 50 men, mostly in their 20s. By Parat's estimate, they themselves were young and scared, she told uh, 12 News. A fighter Parat described as a commander in his 30s asked to speak to the police and was put on with an Arabic-speaking Israeli officer. After their brief conversation, the four dozen or so Palestinian fighters and their dozen Israeli pr prisoners awaited the arrival of the army with some of the groups spilling outside to the garden for relief from the afternoon heat. So, hails of bullets, mortars, and tank shells. Israeli forces announced their arrival with a hail of gunfire catching the fighters and their Israeli captives by surprise. 
We were outside and suddenly there was a volley of bullets at us from the Israeli unit Yamam. We all started running to find cover, Parat told Channel 12 News. Parat says she surrendered to Israeli soldiers a half hour into the fierce gun battle that consisted of tens and hundreds of thousands of bullets and mortars flying in the air and that one of the Palestinian fighters, a commander, decided to surrender and use her in effect as a human shield. He starts to disrobe, uh, Parat recalled, Kans Are Golan. He calls to me and he starts to leave the house with me, under fire. At that time, I yell to the Israeli commanders when they can hear me to stop firing. And then they heard me and stopped firing, she added. I see people from the kibbutz, from the kibbutz on the lawn. There are five or six hostages lying on the ground outside, just like sheep to the slaughter between the shooting of our commandos and the terrorists. The terrorists shot them. Did the terrorists shoot them, Golden Axe? No, they were killed by the crossfire, Parat responds. Understand it was a very, very heavy crossfire, Golden presses. So our forces may have shot them? Undoubtedly. The former captive responds and adds, they eliminated everyone, including the hostages, because they were very, very, because because there was a very, very heavy crossfire. After insane crossfire, two tank shells were shot into the house. It's a small kibbutz house, nothing big, Parat explains. Parat and the man who took her captive both survived. The Palestinian was taken prisoner by Israeli forces. But according to Parat, almost everyone else in the settlement was killed, wounded, or missing, believed to have been taken to Gaza. Parat then told Khan she lost dozens of friends who had been at the rave. People she would regularly see at parties in Israeli trans scene. I'm angry at the state. I'm angry at the army, Parat told Mariv. For 10 hours, the kibbutz was abandoned. The joint American-Israeli effort to paint a Hamas worse than ISIS in order to justify Israeli Israelis unfolding genocide against the civilian population in Gaza depends on the international public not seeing or hearing accounts like Parats. Wow. Israeli leaders already under intense criticism for failing to anticipate and prevent the Hamas offensive will also not want their catastrophic failures to be compounded by knowledge that many of the Israelis who died may have well been killed by friendly fire in a disastrous Israeli counterattack. Okay, so wow, this is this is explosive, bro. This is explosive. So basically, um, so so to summarize, uh, you know, some Israeli hostages were taken were taken uh, to a house in kibbutz. You know what I'm saying? Where other hostages were being held. Um, according to uh, Parat. You know they were they were treated uh, they were treated humanely. 
and uh, when Israeli forces arrived, they just started killing everybody, including the militants and the hostages, who are Israeli civilians. So basically, she's saying that Israeli forces killed Israeli civilians. So whatever reports that you hear of uh, a firefight in kibbutz in Israel and, uh, you know, militants and uh, Israeli civilians died. Well, according to Yasmin Parat, she's an Israeli woman herself. She was there. She's an eyewitness. And she can account that those Israeli civilians were killed by Israeli forces and not by um, Palestinian fighters as being reported on the news. Wow, this is, is explosive, bro. This is seriously explosive. You know what I mean? And, uh, we gotta, you know, we gotta, we gotta talk about it. Yeah, we gotta talk about it because this is, uh, this is very interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, you know, things are being, uh, things are being, uh, things are being put out there, boy. Yeah, the, <laughs> we are, uh, so there's a big there's another big story out here that I'm I'm trying to find right now. And uh there's a man and this story stems from the you know the initial conflict. You know what I mean? And uh you know because I, I talked about okay, here's the story. So I talked about um I talked about, you know, the uncharacteristic failure uh by the by the um Israeli Israeli army. You know what I'm saying? The Israeli intelligence shit like that. Hold up. Found the story, bro. <laughs> bro, they tried to yo. So I tried to I tried to look up the story, but um it it was uh I don't know for whatever reason it was shadow banned like you know what I mean yeah because I I checked the story I, I good thing good thing good thing I saved the story you know what I mean I figured I could just pull it up and uh, but um yeah this is this is another huge you know segueing into this story because Yasmin Parat the witness to the um. Israeli uh, forces uh, pretty much killing Israeli citizens and hostages in kibbutz. 
you know, you know, she blamed uh, the government for the failure. You know what I'm saying? And um, we're gonna we're gonna tackle that right now because you know, realness about things was the you know was the first one to to courageously mention the uh the the failure the uncharacteristic failure by the uh israeli intelligence to spot this you know what i mean and it just didn't seem right like i was like what the hell is going on now we know this is damaging this is damaging bro whoa this is this is damaging this is damaging because this is a problem and this is a problem this is a big freaking problem anyway let's talk about it so we got reports that um so there's a story here it's titled netanyahu benjamin netanyahu ordered israeli military to stand down during the hamas assault so they're basically saying that um, Benjamin Netanyahu ordered the Israeli army to basically go missing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, everybody gets leave time right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, and I kind of, I kind of, I mean, I didn't want to take it there. I didn't want to say that because that would have been like too uh, accusatory. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to be accusing people and not have any sort of idea what the hell I'm talking about. Because to say that, matter of fact, I did take it a step further. Matter of fact, I did say that somebody within the... um Israeli government wanted that to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's 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 I mean it's it's evident, bro. You know, you got to be a real jackass not to realize that, you know, folks just basically walked through the door. You know what I mean? Because the door was left open and nobody was watching to see who comes in the door. So, according to here's a story now. According to Jewish Pro-Life Foundation leader Cicely Routman, the IDF was given stand-down orders, both the Army and the Air Force, seven hours to stand down while those attacks took place. That's damaging. Citing government sources, Routman claimed Netanyahu ordered the stand-down to allow Hamas to launch its attack in order to justify Israeli retaliation against Gaza meant to ultimately wipe the Palestinian enclave off the map. Whoa. So, an interview released Saturday, Routman told conservative activists Lauren Witzke. Israel as the most sophisticated intelligence in the world. There's no way the government didn't know that 
this was going to happen. Rotman explained that Rabbi Chananya, yeah, Rabbi Chananya Weissman, who's connected with top officials in the Israeli government, sent out a missive that indeed IDF was given stand-down orders, both the Army and the Air Force, seven hours to stand down while those attacks took place. And this allowed the terrorists to come in and begin slaughtering and torturing the citizens, she said. Personally, I think that this situation is akin to a family keeping a rabid dog in their home and then blaming the dog when their baby gets bitten. I think it's more serious than that, but okay. I look at the government of Israel and they really needed to make sure these people did not proliferate on their borders and so they're held partially accountable for having to kill God's creation in order to secure their border. This should have never happened, Routman said. Her claims corroborate reports from October 7 in the first hours of the Hamas attack on Israel that the Israeli army was largely absent as Hamas invaded the border. This is what I'm saying. I was like how land air and sea so nobody see nothing coming like nobody wasn't using binoculars nobody wasn't looking like what what the hell was going on i guess now we know that uh situation was uh you know folks were told to stand down However, ABC News reported that Israeli's air force began shelling Gaza about four hours after Hamas began its assault and its government activated its reserves about two hours after the attack. But that doesn't adequately explain Israeli's inexplicable intelligence failure that gave Hamas the opportunity to launch its attack in the first place, which is facts because, you know, with all of this, uh, you know, activating you know, these forces and activating that forces, you know what I mean? What happened, what happened, what happened to the initial, um, you know, surveillance of the situation to prevent it from happening, you know what I'm saying? Like, what happened to, uh, who's supposed to be watching, who's, who's the watchman, you know what I mean? Like, why wasn't the watchman watching? Because... All of this after the after the uh, all this after the act actions is 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 pretty much uh, you know. And here's here's a problem I have because I talked about this initially when this conflict started. And uh, you, you politicians who were over there need to ask some serious, aggressive questions because that, you cops, yeah, you cops that were over there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you cops that were over there, you need to be asking some serious questions, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because initially, I I was like, yo, somebody wanted that shit to happen. 
and they wanted some serious bloodshed to take place and uh that's crazy that that is crazy because let me see who because okay when that shit happened right there was this big conference on anti-semitism going on over there you know what i'm saying you had law enforcement from all around the world you had you know you had dignitaries you know what i'm saying yeah you had senators from new york you know i believe from new york you had from jersey cory booker was over there you know what i'm saying um i don't know what other senators were there but you 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 had dignitaries there so you 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 had an obligation you know what i'm saying yeah you had a you had an obligation to uh protect these people you know what i'm saying in addition the obligation that you have to protect your own citizens this is crazy bro so so basically man i'm 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 kind of stunned because you know you think about all that could have happened i'll tell you this <laughs> they were god-fearing people you know amongst the travelers yeah they were god-fearing people amongst the travelers because this could have been really bad you know what i'm saying this could have been really bad for 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 the for the um, the drove of police officers from different jurisdictions that were there. This could have been bad for the um, dignitaries that were there. Senators, state representatives. You know what I'm saying? You know, who knows if they took their families with them? You know what I'm saying? Because... You know, it's like they were going over there for a, um, for a, uh, a conference on anti-Semitism. And, uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, the conference wouldn't be so intense that family members couldn't be there. And I guess for some, it would be a great opportunity for their family to see Israel. You know what I'm saying? And um, when you think about that, right? When you think about it like that, and then you add in, you know, you add in the fact <laughs> you 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 add to the story these reports that. You know, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu told Israeli forces, Air Force and Defense Forces to stand down for seven hours. So basically, according to this report, which is uh, explosive, this report is basically painting... 
uh, Benjamin Netanyahu as a criminal, basically, because if you told forces to stand down, that means you intentionally put at risk the lives of law enforcement sources or law enforcement around the world because many of them were there, right? But that... So you put law enforcement um, in trouble. They, Who knows if they were there with their families? You know what I'm saying? Who knows? You know, you put dignitaries. You know, you got... I mean, I don't know who was over there. You know what I'm saying? But I do know that Cory Booker was over there. You know what I'm saying? The uh, uh, I believe he's the senior senator for New Jersey. I mean, and he was scared out his ass. And to know that, he was scared out his ass. And to now hear that fear was intentionally orchestrated... That's, that's got to be angering beyond measure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's got to that's, that's, that's gotta be... That's got to be very angering. Because they basically... It's like... According to these reports... You know, they put the lives at risk of people for... I guess political purposes. You know what I'm saying? So let's let's... Let's say if uh, the attack went as hoped, you know what I mean? Because I guess the hope was that they do like massive damage. I mean, they did massive damage, but I guess uh, folks wanted more damage in the sense where they wanted they wanted lives lost. You know, they wanted. Um, you know, folks from other countries. They want they wanted their lives to to be lost. You know, dignitaries from other countries. They wanted their lives to be lost. Law enforcement from other countries. They wanted their lives to be lost. I mean, to say I'm being to say I'm exaggerating. No. No, 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 no. I, I can't exaggerate this because I, you know, it's 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 unbelievable. It's unconscionable. You know what I'm saying? Like because I knew initially somebody wanted something bad to happen so they can get their way. You know what I'm saying? And um. That's sad, bro. Yeah, that's sad. <sighs> Trump 2024, bro. Yeah, Trump 2024. All of y'all who claim, you know, whatever foolishness y'all want to claim about President Trump, please. Y'all better shut up. Yeah, y'all better shut up.
because you sound stupid, you're looking stupid, and um, you should be feeling stupid by now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't 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 be mad that I'm saying you sound stupid, you look stupid, you shouldn't be feeling. No no no, don't be mad. Just just accept it. Be like you know what? I feel like a damn jackass. He's right. <laughs> Straight up, he's right. I feel like a damn jackass. But you could you could admit that to yourself. Don't admit that to anyone. No, no, don't admit that to anyone. Don't tell your aides. Don't tell nobody. This is your own feeling, and this is you being honest with yourself. You know what I'm saying? And to continue the trend, you need to tell yourself there's only one man who can organize the situation properly. You don't care about what anybody else feels about him. You know that he can organize the situation properly and he's going to have your vote in 2024. No doubt about it. But that, that that you tell to yourself. Don't tell it to anyone else. No, don't say nothing to anyone else. Why? Because you don't want to deal with this shit of having to explain why you feel the way you feel. Because if they don't understand why you feel the way you feel, they must be some wicked assholes. No, not must be. They are. You just now realizing it. And I guess I've been trying to tell you motherfuckers for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if they now realizing that Trump is the man, they must be real freaking stupid. You know what I'm saying? Or they knew he was the man for the longest, but the fact that he's the man, they didn't want the man in. They wanted some fool that they can, you know, mess around with and um, make, you know, make look bad. So... Man, so that's terrible. That's terrible. Um, there's another story out here that I was going to report on last night, but I said, you know, I'll, I'll report on it because I, I could have been the first. I could have been the first to report on this story too. You know what I'm saying? Like when it first happened, like you know what I'm saying? Like hearing the call on the radio type shit <laughs> when it happened. You know what I mean? And like. You know what I mean? Like hood reporting, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, exactly, you know. But I said nah. So there's a story out. We're just gonna do the normal. There's a story out where a um a six year old boy was stabbed to death by some psychopath in in in, in um in Chicago screaming prejudices oh the Muslims have to die <laughs> yeah screaming prejudices you know what I'm saying um let's 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 get this story I could tell y'all right away because you know we we know we know the Zionists yeah we know the Zionists And uh, I could tell y'all right away that um, the sickle, yeah, the sick piece of shit 
that stabbed the uh, six-year-old child is a Zionist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's a freaking Zionist. And, uh... I mean, I thought it was Chicago. Okay. Oh, this is a different, this is a different situation. Yeah. So, Illinois man charged with stabbing six-year-old Muslim boy to death amid Israel-Hamas conflict. I mean, how much of a coward can you be? What a freaking coward, bro. I mean, talk about a piece of shit. So... So this guy here, uh, Joseph Zuba, was charged with stabbing a six-year-old Muslim boy to death and seriously injuring his mother in what police said was a hate crime linked to ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas in the Middle East. Fucking nerve, bro. I mean, how sick do you have... How sick... How sick can you be where... That's how you know. That's how you know these Zionist motherfuckers. These Zionist motherfuckers were the ones who had you black people in slavery. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These Zionist motherfuckers were the ones who had you black people in slavery. You know what I mean? Yeah, because this sort of sickness, you know, I I I uh I know it from reading about uh about atrocities that took place you know during slavery you know what i'm saying i've 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 uh i've detailed those atrocities on this podcast yeah where at one point i used to talk like every month i used to talk about um you know a child and her mother or a man or a woman who was hung by these 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 zionist racists who were uh, your KKK abusers and who are now your Democratic Party uh, politicians? Whether you like it or not, I, I don't need to. I don't need to. Um, I don't need to explain to you assholes anymore. Straight up, because a lot of you assholes, I come to realize, you you don't want to know. Yeah, you you want to think that you know these racist Zionist piece of craps that you call political alleys yeah you you want to think that they uh are your friends but you know better <laughs> you know better because you you are you around the shit every day you know what i'm saying but you try to act like because i'm saying it you know oh the the reason why they're not as good as friends with you is because i'm saying that they're a piece of shit really you that stupid i guess so 
so yeah let's get back to Joseph Zuba so the story says uh, Joseph Zuba allegedly stabbed his boy 26 times bro how do you stab a 6 year old boy 26 times with a fucking military knife now a military knife is one of I mean the blade is probably like 12 inches long you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The blade is probably like 12 inches long. 8 eight to 12 inches long. You know what I'm saying? So to say you stabbed... To say that he stabbed a, a 6-year-old boy with a military-style knife... 26 times? This motherfucker needs the death penalty. Yeah. This motherfucker needs the death penalty. You know what I'm saying? And I wouldn't be I wouldn't be so disappointed or angry if you know uh in in the big house there they really they really run him stupid. Oh, well, you know, is uh <laughs> there's many there's many uh there's many god bodies in jail anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's many Muslims in jail anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he should be treated. He should be accepted pretty well, or they're probably gonna put him in the the uh, the uh, the Aryan the Aryan uh, part. But they probably ain't gonna want him either, cause like you ain't you ain't you you ain't us. <laughs> you ain't of us, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you not of us. You know, so we'll see what happens. But this motherfucker is a sick... He's a sick bastard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's a sick bastard. So yeah, he, he stabbed the kid... Um, 26 times with a military-style knife. And his mother... The kid's mother... Stabbed more than a dozen times in the same incident... You know, which uh, President Biden was saying that it's 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 shocking and it's sickening. It really is fucking sick, motherfucker. I'm tell you something. These fucking Zionist motherfuckers, they some sick motherfuckers, boy. And you know who get guess get guess who guess who they be trained guess who they be playing best friends with? Yeah, some of you black people. Yeah, yeah. And guess who guess who? Yeah, and they be using some of you motherfuckers to follow me around. Imagine. You you playing you playing assistant to the sickening to the sickening of the sick. What does that make you? What does that make you? Coward sickening. <laughs> That's what it makes you. The, the the coward to the sickening. Imagine sickening motherfuckers, sickening cowardly motherfuckers. And and they got you, some of you assholes, as their uh, cowardly, uh, sickening assistant. I tell you, you folks, boy, some of you, some of you. That's why. That's why I'm happy I have my podcast. You know what I'm saying? Because they ain't gonna mistake me for you. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what? Them same sick bastards that you motherfuckers try to call your friends. Those are the same bastards who try to get you. To uh, make me into a jackass just like you. You know what I'm saying? The nerve. Yo, I remember. 
yo, this is a while ago. This is a while ago, right? Crazy. So, um, you know, like my back was killing me or whatever the case is, right? So I couldn't, you know, I ain't doing nothing crazy, nothing crazy. So this 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 black man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll just say that. We ain't gonna say where he's from or you know what I'm saying? So this black man, I guess he's having trouble push a car pushing a car. You know what I'm saying? Him and him and this other uh Zionist. Yeah. Him and this Zionist is having trouble pushing this car. You know what I'm saying? So the Zionist uh motions to me if I could come over and help them. I tell the Zionists, no, sir. Uh -uh. <laughs> no, sir. It's not going to work. I'm not in no shape to be pushing no damn car. Plus, I don't push cars unless it's my own. You know what I'm saying? Then the Zionists motioned the Negro to ask me to come push the car. So if I just told you myself that I'm in no shape to be pushing no freaking car... What makes you think because you tell this Negro here to ask me to come push the car, I'm supposed to say, oh, this Negro asked me. So you know what? I'm going to go push the car and mess up my back for this stupid Negro. Yeah, that's how, they, that's how these Zionists are. They like to influence you, you, you foolish Negroes, you know what I'm saying, to be, to be the ones who teach us to be foolish like you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you get a reward for teaching smart black folks to be dumb like you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you and you you support the, the, the Zionists' agenda by dumbing down black folks. Y'all know any y'all know anybody like that? <laughs> Do y'all know anybody like that? Who who um support the Zionist agenda by dumbing black folks down? Huh. So, I, I think I know a few. I think I know a few. But yeah, these are the sick folks that you motherfuckers are. are. And you know what? These same sick Zionist motherfuckers are most of them in the Democratic Party. You know what I'm saying? Most of them you motherfuckers give your votes to, put them in position so they could do more sickness. And you know who they level their sickness against? You motherfuckers. I mean, really? Like, but then you want to be mad at me. Yeah, you want to be mad at me. You know, it's funny. Every time somebody black come to this country from like, let's say Egypt or like some other place where they have religion and culture. You know what they tell them people? You ain't like these black people. So don't don't associate yourself with them. <laughs> but then it's them same black people who they go to for votes. And they telling other people not to associate, yo. And then y'all hear this for yourselves and y'all still. Man. You folks are a piece of work, bro. Yeah, you folks are a piece of work. But you know what? Y'all gonna learn. Yeah, y'all gonna learn. <laughs> y'all gonna learn. Anyway. This is Realness About Things podcast where we continue to show some love and speak some truth and provide perspective out here so subscribe tell a friend a friend that we spitting that fire out here and stay smooth out there maintain resilience don't stop being kind because kindness is wellness and that's where we're all trying to be and at the end of the day it's always love truth and power
That's what we know. That's how we grow. And you better believe that's what it is, yo. Whew. Man. Serious.